There is a battle going on today for the heart and soul of America, and the right side must win. It's time for America Can We Talk with Debbie George Addis. On America Can We Talk, we talk truth about America and why it matters to you. America Can We Talk starts now. And good evening and welcome. I'm so glad you've tuned in. I'm Debbie George Addis. Welcome to my show and to tonight's First Five. You may have missed this, but this past Friday, the Judicial Watch organization released something that they had finally gotten uh, released actually by the government. They had they re- released and published 1,617 new pages of documents from the U.S. State Department that relate to Hillary Clinton's emails. These are a variety of things that were never produced for whatever reasons there were. Uh, and so they released those and they talked about that a little bit. And that's what I want to dedicate my first five tonight to because it's really, really important not to become, as citizens, complacent, tired of the story, or pushed around by the media. Because these are really important issues facing the country, important in terms of how strong are we in standing up for the rule of law. I want to give you just a few examples of things that came up in these emails. First, there were additional emails containing classified information never having been released before that had gone back and forth from Huma Abedin, who was Hillary Clinton's, uh, I guess she was the uh, chief of staff, but Huma Abedin is her, her right-hand person for years and years in politics. Classified information zipping in and out of unclassified servers, completely vulnerable to penetration, to theft, and uh, previously unacknowledged. And so, you know, you start to wonder. So Hillary Clinton said when the whole issue is happening, well, you know, I, as far as I know, I've released everything. This is a person who just was going to operate above the law throughout this whole process. But that was the first thing that came out. Uh, all sorts of information related to uh, classified information. But I want to tell you something that came out that just is a further problem and really tests the ability and strength of our system of government, our rule of law, and the president of the United States, Donald Trump. And that is there's more evidence of actual pay to play. Now, if many of you um, maybe already read uh, the lengthy book written about this, and so the pay-to-play stuff isn't new, I want to give you one example of what that means exactly, this pay-to-play idea. So Hillary Clinton, here she is, Secretary of State. In May of 2010... A major Clinton Global Initiative member. So he's a member of Clinton Global Initiative. He's a Clinton Foundation donor. His name is Eddie Trump, ironically, last name Trump, who forwarded to a guy named Doug Mann a request for assistance for the, from the Russian American Foundation. The vice president of that group is asking for help uh, through this Clinton donor. And so the uh, Clinton donor, Eddie Trump, um, takes that request for assistance from the Russian American Foundation, forwards it to Ahuma Abedin, and saying, can we get help on this? Can we get this done? And as Judicial Watch previously no- noted, the State Department ended up doling out more than $260,000 of your taxpayer dollars to the Russian American Foundation for, in quotes, the service they provided, public diplomacy. So this is a Clinton donor, a Clinton Global Initiative donor, able to influence the release over, of over a quarter million dollars of your tax dollars in the federal government to somebody, a favored person that he recommends. This is a donor. This is what they call pay to play. This is not like a, um, 
you know, maybe this will, you open this up and it'll prove eventually it's pay to play. This is what it is. Another just astonishing example I want to share with you briefly. We talked about Uranium One on this show many times before, but just remember that Uranium One is something, it's one of those many things involving the scandal laden Clinton uh, f- crime syndicate, the Clinton family. But this is actually Uranium One involved the notion that. Russia was given through the control of Hillary Clinton as Secretary of State, Russia, that, you know, Russia of all the scandal around Trump, Russia was given control of 20% of America's uranium supply in exchange for a healthy donation to the Clinton Foundation. On top of that, the Clinton found the uh, money flowing included money going to having Bill Clinton. Uh, so it was a hundred and forty five million dollar donation to the Clinton Foundation. And Bill Clinton then gets another half million dollars from the um, from the Russians for a 20 minute speech. And you know the practical consequence of this. This is actually recognizing in America, in the streets of America, we're talking about the, the Russians owning uh, assets in America on American soil because Clint, Hillary Clinton wanted a big donation and she's willing to give. And uranium, by the way, folks, is not used to make lumber. It's not used for a building product or medicine. It's used to create nuclear weapons. A third example came out again from these new emails released by Judicial Watch relating to Boko Haram, the Nigerian Islamic terror force. Hillary Clinton, for two years as Secretary of State, refused to designate Boko Haram as a terrorist organization, despite that they had killed thousands of their own citizens, kidnapped young girls that did terrible things to them. Hillary wouldn't go along with the idea of designating Boko Haram a terrorist organization. Come to find out through these emails that a Nigerian construction tycoon donated millions of dollars, millions of dollars to the Clinton Foundation. And the question, of course, is this guy has some financial interest in the potential impact of designated Boko Haram, a terrorist group. Folks, if we see this stuff in front of us and we're still talking about whether or not President Trump, uh, you know, ate, had Russian dressing last week on his salad, we need to really get serious and insist the rule of law cannot exist unless you enforce the law. And this is why it matters to you. America won't be America unless we insist on the rule of law. We'll be right back after this break. Attention Ronald Reagan fans. What is the one item most sought after by Americans who love the Gipper? It's Young America's Foundation's Reagan Ranch Calendar. Young America's Foundation is the leading youth outreach organization dedicated to ensuring that increasing numbers of young Americans understand and are inspired by the ideas of individual freedom, a strong national defense, free enterprise, and traditional values. New audiences of young people across the country are introduced to conservative ideas through Young America's Foundation's programs, including the Reagan Ranch Program. The Reagan Ranch calendar contains spectacular images of the Gipper enjoying his beautiful 688-acre ranch, the Western White House. For a limited time, the calendar is free. Even shipping is free. To receive your beautiful Reagan Ranch calendar from Young America's Foundation, call 800-USA-1776 and mention the phrase Reagan Gift. Again, the number is 1-800-USA-1776 and Reagan Gift is the code. Learn more about Young America's Foundation at www.yaf.org. That's yaf.org. 
America guarantees each eligible adult citizen the right to vote. The Public Interest Legal Foundation, a 501c3 public interest law firm, is dedicated entirely to election integrity, to assuring that voter rolls include names of only citizens eligible to vote, and that protections are in place to prevent voter fraud of all kinds. The Public Interest Legal Foundation discovered that more than 1,000 non-citizens enrolled to vote in Virginia in just eight counties, and in Philadelphia, felons as well as non-citizens are on the voter rolls. Non-citizens have been registering to vote and voting. The Public Interest Legal Foundation is fighting nationwide and in Texas to ensure that only Americans pick American leaders. We are actively litigating high-impact cases to clean up voter rolls and protect the ballot box. If you do not want your vote canceled out, visit publicinterestlegal.org to join us in the fight to restore integrity to American elections. Protect your vote. Visit publicinterestlegal.org today. Do you know that one in nearly five United States residents lives in an immigrant household? That we take in more than one million new legal immigrants every year? Studying the impact of federal immigration program is the mission of the Center for Immigration Studies, the nation's only think tank looking at the broad national effect of immigration policy. Whether it's on crime, welfare, national security, or the job market, CIS digs out information about immigration from government sources, translates it into English, and makes it available to the public, the news media, and policymakers in Washington. Check out its work at CIS.org. CIS makes the case for better enforcement against illegal immigration and lower levels of legal immigration in the future. Most other special interest groups pursue the opposite. The only thing standing between them and open borders is an informed public. Get informed and stay informed by visiting CIS.org. That's CIS.org. Let me tell you about the group Vice President Mike Pence called the most effective grassroots pro-life organization in America. It's the Susan B. Anthony List, and they're the ones who are on Capitol Hill right now, day in, day out, to fight back against Planned Parenthood and the abortion industry. Every day in our nation, abortion takes more than 2,000 innocent lives, almost two every single minute of every single day. And Planned Parenthood is the largest abortion business in the country, committing one-third of all abortions. It's an unspeakable tragedy and a stain upon our nation and our humanity. And it's up to us to do something about it. This is your opportunity to join the team that's leading the charge to end abortion. Go to sba-list.org or Google Susan B. Anthony List now to learn more and start saving lives today. Can you hear us now? And welcome back to America Can We Talk. You know, folks, I did my first five tonight on the Judicial Watch newly released emails, and I'm really glad we had a minute to talk about that. I want to just make this point one more time because I think it's so important to keep in mind. The Clintons have, Bill and Hillary Clinton have, over the decades, succeeded in avoiding almost entirely responsibility for many of their corrupt acts, corrupt um, things they have done, the Clinton Foundation stuff. I mean, they just, they've avoided liability. They have avoided responsibility. And it is, in fact, if you know the uh, organization Move On, MoveOn.org, this was formed as a slogan to go along with the Clintons, where as soon as something hit the news, 
It hit the news. Everybody talked about it. The Clintons would have some standard. We're investigating. We want to understand. We're digging out the facts before we want to respond. And then within two to three days later, can we just move on? We're done talking about this. Are you still dragging that up? We're over this. That's yesterday's news. Move on. So Hillary Clinton really, during her four years as President Obama's Secretary of State, engaged in many acts worthy of investigation by the Department of Justice. And I am fully aware that we do not want to become a country. And every time that a new uh, uh, opposite political party takes power, uh, the first thing we do is try to throw our political opponents or the past uh, administration into jail. Obviously, that's not what's happening here. But the notion that because Hillary has always gotten away with whatever she gets away with, that she should continue to get away with things, that maybe the easiest thing is just to move on, is really dangerous precedent to set. Because what it appears she was doing at the Department of State, as Secretary of State, was selling favors, selling access. I just tried to give you a summary of one of the incidences which are you can read about if, if you'd like to. In fact, I meant to mention, again, at the AmericaCanWeTalk.org website, I list, I, I include all the links for tonight's show. Just read that one article. One article, This that happens to be from, I think, American Thinker, but listing out all the things that were uncovered in just this one email dump. And it's kind of like, it's like we become desensitized to violence. People talk about we're desensitized to violence and we aren't as upset about it. We're des- we are, as a country, desensitized to Clinton scandals. They're so frequent, so common, so regular, so over the top that we just go, well, you know, that's Hillary Clinton. That's who she is. That's what she did. She endangered national security secrets. She had a fake investigation uh, of her conduct by the Department of Justice. We now know that FBI Director Comey announced she was cleared before he did the investigation. So that was a, it was a complete fake investigation. And the real, I mean, this is not just to punish the other side, but that tenacious determination to get to the truth and insist that the laws apply to everyone is a hallmark of Western civilization, a hallmark of freedom. And if we just let this kind of stuff go, contrasted with, for example, this uh, investigation dredging on and on with uh, special counsel Mueller investigating. He's now hired his, if you didn't see this news, he has now hired his 16th, 1-6, 16th left-wing Obama-Clinton-supporting lawyer to join his witch hunt team. And there's something, I mean, no one would ever ask him because you don't get to ask him any questions because he doesn't have to talk to the press. Why isn't his team about half and half? Why would all the lawyers you hire be people on the American left who love Hillary, who love Obama, who want Hillary to win, who want to prove something's wrong with Trump's presidency? It's an outrage. But and this is another example of we don't speak up. We just let this things, these things roll on. And it's really detrimental to the fabric of the rule of law in our country. So read up on Hillary, understand what is going on with um, her latest email dump from Judicial Watch. Okay, the other thing I wanted to hit uh, today, we have a guest coming up at 6.30, the coolest organization that I just heard about, and I want to have them on to talk about it called Stand Together. And honest to goodness, I'm I'm very excited um, about this guy coming on who's, uh, he's, the gentleman who's coming on is the executive director. His name is Evan Feinberg, and he is uh, heading up the, the effort by the Koch brothers, combined with money from Deion Sanders, to try to fight poverty in Dallas. The numbers are breathtaking, the programs, the, the concepts. I mean, 
it is such a good example of what America is really like. It's good people trying to use the, their amazing uh, resources available to help fellow Americans. And I'll get back to that in the next segment. But what I really want to talk about tonight, too, because we're in, in the midst of another um, episode of racial tension in America. And, you know, we still ongoing. We have the ongoing discussion about the uh, Confederate era statues and whether it should have been taken down in Dallas and whether we should take them to other places and who else does it extend to and, you know, uh, who gets to decide? Do the people have a voice or is it just going to be like we talked about last week? The mob gets to decide because people feel threatened or are we going to approach this in a different way? So I want to just talk about a couple of things related to race that are really important to keep in mind. And sometimes when I talk about these things on the show, I urge you to consider these as your talking points when you're talking to your friends about things. So there was a there's a guy, and I think everyone who follows politics at all is, is very aware of. Um, he is a Harvard Law professor and a very famous guy, Alan Dershowitz. And he's a leftist. He's a, he's a dem. He's a leftist. Um, but he's attempts to be fair. And so he has, to his credit, criticized Antifa, the, which is a short for anti-fascism, Antifa group, which is one's responsible for uh, violence, violence at Berkeley, violence that uh, marches all around the country. They have, their spokesmen have gone on news, on television, on news stations and interviews saying, we believe we are justified. The ends justify the means. We are right, so we do have the right to commit violence. They originally say they got started to stand up against alleged white supremacism, um, and now they just simply stand up for everything left wing and and against everything um, American, everything American. This is a, a group choosing the name Antifa and engaging in the most fascist behavior imaginable. But what I want to get at is this: we can't just gripe about Antifa and the racists and the and the KKK and the white supremacists and, and all these different groups. To get ourselves out of this, to rise above this ugly battle between various groups, it's important to reassert what the identity of America is, what it means to be America, what America means to its people. And I talk about that in the show all the time. I do this show to argue for the great exceptional nature of America, the unique nature of our people and our culture. So... Back to Dershowitz, he wrote something where he's essentially saying, you know, you got Antifa on the left and they're bad. You got the white supremacists on the right and they're bad and KKK and Nazi, all those people. And there are, so he kind of digress, he kind of, you know, dissects these issues and you know, he makes a few interesting points. He talks, for example, about the idea that leftist ideas like, you know, the actual radical left ideas about communism and uh, using examples in history through Mao and Stalin he does acknowledge that those people, th- those attitudes are fully acceptable and embraced on America's campuses. You can be a radical leftist in this country and have stature at the most preeminent, prominent universities in America. You can be practically a communist. You can be practically a Maoist, a Stalinist, and nobody's going to tell you you're out of line because there's a alleged virtue in being a leftist. On the other hand, the... Uh, far and I don't want to. Um, my next point is this is not really far right, but the white supremacists, the KKK, the Nazis, these are people universally denounced by every sane American. 
They're, those, their ideas are not welcome on college campuses. They're not welcome in our legislatures. They're not welcome in either political party. They're not welcome in the public square. And that's what I really want to get to. Antifa, putting them aside for a second, but the left, let's just focus on the white supremacists, the racist types, the KKK and Nazis. These people are not far right. It is not correct to say that conservative ideas taken to an extreme end up being white supremacists. That is a lie, and it's important to dissolve it as a lie. Conservatism simply has to do with respect for individual freedom. The Republican Party, when they stand for what they say they stand for, stands for the idea of the the right of the individual to live in freedom. White supremacists, Nazis, KKK, if anything, historically, KKK is a leftist, is a Democrat entity. A, a, a KKK was created by the Democrats in the South to keep black Southern citizens down. So if anything, this got Democrat roots. But really, it's, I think all of us are better off denouncing KKK, Nazis, all these folks. These are just not America. We either, you either are America or you're not America. And those folks are not America. They are nothing related to the idea of America. They deserve no credit and no, no place in the political conversation. And again, reject the idea that white supremacism or any other of this radical craziness of, of racial hatred has nothing to do with republicanism, nothing to do with conservatism. It is not conservative ideas taken to a logical extreme. On the other hand... Antifa, while the violence is rejected, and even Nancy Pelosi said, I don't know who Antifa is, but I don't like them. But Antifa, the notion of, of demanding equality through violence, that is the logical outcome of the American left, the determination to have the force of equity, trying to force equality of all people. That's a very left-wing idea, very tired of the Democrat Party. Okay, folks, got to roll off. We come back. Evan Feinberg joins us. You will love this new group. Do not go away. Our nation faces a choice, the path of big government based out of Washington or the unique brand of liberty and prosperity enjoyed here in Texas. For 27 years, the Texas Public Policy Foundation has helped leaders in the Lone Star State prove that fiscal restraint and small government can deliver opportunity and prosperity for all. The Texas Public Policy Foundation promotes and defends solutions here and around the country based on liberty, free enterprise, and personal responsibility, whether in the national debate on property rights, energy, taxes, education, or criminal justice, the foundation works to translate ideas into real change. The Texas Public Policy Foundation does not accept government funds or contributions to influence the outcome of its research. It is supported by thousands of people like you who are concerned about the future of our country. You can help Texas remain strong as the beacon of liberty in America. Visit TexasPolicy.com to learn more. If you want to get at the issues that really matter for women and men, go to IWF.org. That's the Independent Women's Forum. IWF is all about increasing the number of American women who value free markets and personal liberty. IWF's motto is all issues are women's issues. They bring a fact-based approach to politics, policy, and culture. When the left tried to peddle a phony war on women, IWF shot back with facts and figures. American women aren't victims in need of ever-increasing government protection. And IWF doesn't think things are perfect, but they believe that individual liberty is the key to prosperity and fulfillment. 
Along with their sister organization, Independent Women's Voice, IWVoice.org, which is a leader in the fight against Obamacare, they offer policy papers, op-eds, and a popular blog on issues of the day. So visit IWF at IWF.org. That's IWF.org. If there's one thing the conservative movement needs, it's a leader. And we have one, the Heritage Foundation. Hi, I'm Debbie Georgiatis. Heritage gets in the trenches on Capitol Hill. They promote principled solutions directly to lawmakers in Washington. And unlike politicians, they don't waver or compromise. But they're not a Washington institution. There are nearly a half million Heritage members and supporters in America. And they're on a mission to grow that number and build the conservative base. You can become a Heritage member by going to joinheritage.org today. I've been a member of Heritage myself for years. I have Heritage experts on my show, and I rely on their analysis to get the facts out. As a member, you'll get updates from Heritage Foundation on the fight for conservative solutions to America's challenges. Plus, you'll receive exclusive invitations to conservative events where you live. So join the growing movement. Find out more at joinheritage.org. That's joinheritage.org. There's a lot of talk today among media, in academia, in our culture, about everything that is supposedly wrong with America. Political correctness tries to dictate that we must stop thinking that America is exceptional. America's bravest have our back in the air, at sea, and on land. But who has America's back in the culture? In schools, on cable television, in newspapers? It's time to end the greatest prejudice on earth, anti-Americanism. And who makes the case for America? Flag does. Flag is the foundation for liberty and American greatness. Flag has America's back on the cultural battlefield. Flag is a nonprofit battle tank working to change the cultural and media narrative about America. If you think it's time to stand up for America, join the Foundation for Liberty and American Greatness. Your support of Flag is an investment in the America your children will inherit. Visit their website at flagusa.org and consider donating. All donations are 100% tax deductible. That's flagusa.org. And welcome back to America Can We Talk. I mentioned before our break uh, that we have a really cool, interesting, fun guest joining us. And um, before I bring him on, I just want to say that um, this organization he's going to be talking about, Stand Together, I've already put a link on it on our website, which is americacanwetalk.org. And while I'll come back to this point at the end, I want to say all of the division you seem to be reading about and hearing about the media tries to portray I think that this organization and others, they really reveal the real heart of America, the goodness of the American people, the the desire of everyone to want life to be better for other people. That's really the core, the fabric, the identity of America, not this divisive picture painted by the media. Okay, commercial over. I want to welcome Evan Feinberg to the show. Hi, Evan. Hey, Debbie. So good to be with you. Glad you could join me. Thank you so much. So Evan Feinberg is a he's the CEO, the executive director rather, of Stand Together. And I just want to let you go ahead and tell our listeners what Stand Together is. Well, I think you uh, just said what it's all about. Really stand together at its core is trying to help people to improve their lives. And particularly particularly the least fortunate, those who are facing dire poverty. And we focus on the critical pathways of poverty, the things that are driving poverty in individuals' lives, 
And our focus is on, on identifying what we call social entrepreneurs, those people and communities, those organizations and communities that are really meaningfully delivering transformation in the lives of the least fortunate. And our goal is to identify them, network them together, support their efforts, uh, show them sound business practices so that they can grow and scale their efforts, and ultimately replicate what's working in communities across the country. Okay, I love all that. I want to back up and say for our listeners that all this Stand Together organization is funded by private citizens who have been blessed by the opportunity America offers. So it's a combination of the Koch brothers uh, as a private, uh, as individuals. My point is not government-funded Koch brothers. And in particular in Dallas, the um, subsidiary, I guess, is of Stand Together is a smaller group that is uh, also has gotten the support of Deion Sanders. The project in Dallas is called Prime 5. Get that? Did I get that right? You got it. So Stand Together is supported by hundreds of business leaders from across the country, a seminar network, as it's called, of business leaders led by Charles Koch. Uh, and many of those business leaders, most, all of those business leaders, have a heart for transforming the lives of the least fortunate in their communities. So they really helped us start just a couple of years ago. We launched in January of 2016. And they wanted to bring their savviness and their business practices to the world of nonprofits and philanthropy and transformation in communities. Uh, and so they really pulled their resources together to fund these high-potential, high-impact nonprofits and communities that are really delivering on the promise of, of as you said, what America is all about. And, and what we found is that in each of these communities, these solutions unite people together in common cause to, to drive this country forward. Okay, so you mentioned, and I, I thought it was a cool idea, so you identify the, the function of this group, you identify already existing uh, groups, um, efforts by charities and local communities and that are already more entrenched, more familiar with the problems, trying to solve them, and you both fund those groups and help them organize better and it really just just help, just kind of lift up their efforts to a higher level through, through your funding, right? That's right, and, and I, I should get back to your question earlier about Deion Sanders and, and the Prime 5 campaign in Dallas because I think it's a great example of the work that we're doing. So in the city of Dallas, working with Dion, uh, who I can say a whole lot more about, um, Mm -hmm. we are identifying organizations, uh, mostly nonprofits on the ground in Dallas, that are doing just amazing work, whether it's um, one of the groups we work with is a group called Urban Specialists. And Urban Specialists is on the ground, in the schools, on the streets, with the novel concept that, uh, the best ambassadors of peace and mentorship to young people in that community are former gang leaders, individuals who've been incarcerated, folks who've grown up in those communities, um, who have gone through it themselves and are now best equipped to go back and help uh, mentor the kid in the school or provide peace to mediate gang disputes and create treaties between gangs. It's, it's, an, it's an amazing organization. And so we're finding groups like that on the ground in Dallas. We're, we're uh, looking to help them to scale their efforts, reach more people, apply sound business practices to be able to, to reach new heights, to take a step back and help more people than they ever expected that they could uh, before we were able to get involved in their organization. So Dion has been an amazing partner Uh, Deion Sanders has a real heart for transformation, for helping people to improve their lives. Uh, He heard about what we were doing uh, with a couple of groups already in Dallas, and he approached us and wanted to be uh, really be a leader in the community 
to inspire transformation in more people's lives. So we're thrilled to be partnering with Dion. That's a big three-year, $21 million uh, plan. We're hoping to raise $21 million total uh, to help these social entrepreneurs to reach more people, uh, to transform more lives. But I think most importantly, uh, demonstrate to the people of Dallas and the people of this country that transformation is possible and, and where to look for it and how to support it. You mentioned when we talked on the phone that you have these two key principles. Um, uh, we, had, we talked on the phone for our listeners a few weeks ago. Um, you have these two key principles in mind, and I want to touch on those. Plus, I, the other thing that you mentioned, and I, it's in your literature that I printed out, but um, in order to help people lift out of poverty, I'm going to go with this first, to lift people out of poverty, you identified five areas uh, where there's just a, uh, th- these things just seem to prevent people. They are, they are roadblocks in the way to getting, becoming self-sufficient. And they are educational failure, chronic unemployment, addiction and trauma, debt, and family breakdown. So all those are areas you've identified as just the roadblocks to employment and self-sufficiency. So do you try to find groups that deal with those issues then to fund and help? That's right. So uh, back to, I think, what your original uh, question started <laughs> to ask. Uh, we, you know, at Stand Together, we really believe that there are a lot of Americans that fall into one of two traps. They, they really have um, – uh, empathy toward individuals that are struggling with those pathways of poverty, and I can say more about those in a second. They they have empathy for those individuals, but they they don't really understand the need to empower the individual to overcome those barriers. So they think that just a handout or another government program or a big nonprofit um, grant will solve the problem in communities. Um, and so that they, they miss the solution, but they, they really do have that empathy for the individuals that are facing those institutional problems, those cultural barriers, um, generational poverty, uh, things that really do uh, prevent someone from reaching their full potential. Then there are another set of Americans, and, uh, and many of them are folks that, uh, that I interact with a whole lot, um, many people in the political world, who believe in empowerment, radical empowerment of the individual and, and removing policy barriers and, and other barriers to opportunity um, but they lack sort of empathy for the, the long-term cultural challenges that individuals face, the, the difficulty that someone whose parent is in prison uh, has to then reach their full potential, the difficulty that an individual that, that's born in a, in a community with failing schools to reach their full potential. And so at Stand Together, we try to bring those things together, sort of radical empathy and radical empowerment of the individual. Uh, we want to bring communities together to offer that that, uh, that help, the, 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 um, the hand up to individuals that face these long-term cultural barriers, but do so in a way that helps them to tap into their, their unique gifts and talents to reach their full potential uh, and help them to contribute to others in order to lift themselves up. And so we think that's really our sweet spot. As you say, we're focused on the five interconnected pathways of poverty that our research has really demonstrated. And that is, that is these five areas that are overlapping and they're independent and if you're solving any one of them, if you're solving addiction and trauma, you may be solving chronic joblessness by helping those individuals to get over their addiction problems in order to find and keep employment. Or perhaps if you help them to find employment, you help, help them to stay out of personal debt and find themselves in a difficult financial situation. Uh, so our goal is to find social entrepreneurs that are solving any one of these really important pathways of poverty, help them to do more of what they're doing, and then every transformed life that comes out of that 
has this enormous ripple effect across the community, not only because that individual becomes a contributing member of that community, but most importantly, they become a shining example, a witness, a testimony to so many others who can realize that they have it within themselves to tap into their unique gifts and talents and fully maximize their potential. Wow. Okay. <laughs> that was just so good, Evan. We're speaking, if you just tuned in, um, and thank you for tuning in, to, with Evan Feinberg, Executive Director of Stand Together. And we do have to go off to a break pretty soon, but I wanted to just tell our listeners, um, there were, I mean, I have all these papers in front of me. I want to quick read some of the things that your organization put together, because obviously some of them spent a lot of time thinking of the exact language that would be um, inspiring to people. One of the uh, statements related to Stand Together was the idea that you take together all these groups, faith-based organizations and volunteer groups and businesses, recognizing and unleashing the unlimited potential of the human being and serving those suffering from the most persistent forms of poverty. And then you got around to talking about that, which I thought was so cool, just this notion of believing the individual and their ability to thrive and and um, become self-sufficient ultimately. So, so you can hold on during the break, right, Evan? I can, yeah. Okay, we'll be right back. I want to hear a little bit more about this great group. Thanks for tuning in. Come right back. America faces unprecedented threats to our national security. The Center for Security Policy, based in Washington, D.C., is a national leader focused on the organization, management, and direction of public policy coalitions to promote U.S. national security. The Center is a special forces in the war of ideas dedicated to identifying opportunities and challenges likely to affect American security and acting promptly to ensure that they are the subject of focused national examination and effective action. The Center enlists support from executive branch officials, key legislators, and other public policy organizations, and brings these teams together to develop and shape policies that will keep America safe. Check out CenterForSecurityPolicy.org for the latest news and developments brought to you by America's leading security experts. Becoming and remaining informed is one of the best ways every citizen can be a part of the mission to keep America safe. That's CenterForSecurityPolicy.org. Texans have a long tradition of independence, and we don't like being told what to do, especially by liberal bureaucrats 1,000 miles away. That's why for 30 years, the Dallas-based Institute for Policy Innovation has fought Washington's efforts to take more of your money and freedom. IPI works every day to keep taxes low and freedom high, to promote free market health care, expand energy security, protect intellectual property, and combat onerous regulations that destroy American jobs. Politicians often talk smaller government, but then vote for more of it. By contrast, IPI has never veered from its mission to defend the Constitution and fight for freedom. If you want to be informed about free market policies and solutions, go to IPI's website and sign up. All of their information is free for sharing. Help IPI restore liberty and economic growth. Go to IPI.org today. That's IPI.org. One more time, go to IPI.org today. Could you lose your career because of your faith? Could your pastor be sued because of his sermons? Can students and teachers be punished because of what they believe about God? Can the government or even your employer force you to violate your beliefs? Get the answers and, if necessary, legal protection from First Liberty Institute. 
First Liberty is the nation's largest legal organization dedicated exclusively to restoring religious freedom in America. In fact, First Liberty's nationwide network of top attorneys win over 90% of their cases. They've won at the Supreme Court all the way down to local schools. Visit FirstLiberty.org to learn more about how First Liberty is protecting religious freedom for all Americans in the workplace, public schools, your church, the military, and more. That's FirstLiberty.org. If you want hope for religious freedom and a free listing of your rights, go to FirstLiberty.org now. Attention Ronald Reagan fans. What is the one item most sought after by Americans who love the Gipper? It's Young America's Foundation's Reagan Ranch Calendar. Young America's Foundation is the leading youth outreach organization dedicated to ensuring that increasing numbers of young Americans understand and are inspired by the ideas of individual freedom, a strong national defense, free enterprise, and traditional values. New audiences of young people across the country are introduced to conservative ideas through Young America's Foundation's programs, including the Reagan Ranch Program. The Reagan Ranch calendar contains spectacular images of the Gipper enjoying his beautiful 688-acre ranch, the Western White House. For a limited time, the calendar is free. Even shipping is free. To receive your beautiful Reagan Ranch calendar from Young America's Foundation, call 800-USA-1776 and mention the phrase Reagan Gift. Again, the number is 1-800-USA-1776 and Reagan Gift is the code. Learn more about Young America's Foundation at www.yaf.org. That's yaf.org. And welcome back to America Can We Talk, and thank you so very much for tuning into my show. Love talking with you every Sunday evening, 6 to 8 p.m. If you're just tuning in, we have a wonderful guest online, Evan Feinberg. He's the executive director of Stand Together, which is a very cool, privately funded by generous, good-hearted Americans, the Koch brothers, Deion Sanders, probably many other partners around the country. Uh, it is a privately funded effort to supply to provide resources, monetary resources, training, just help uh, already existing in the local communities, organizations provide more effective long-term help to lift people out of poverty. And so one reason I just love this, uh, Evan, is because it's not just, as you said earlier, it's not just a handout, it's not just money to this group and that group, but it's really a sense of trying to help the whole individual heal, be healed of whatever the past problems are that held them back, addiction or education or whatever it is, and, uh, and to, to inspire them to launch them forth in their lives. It just it seems so consistent with me with the idea of America that we try to give the individual just that power and ability to lead and blossom in their lives. So, okay, I'm done speaking. I do, I do want to ask you something, though. I do have a question, I swear. I'm so excited about this group. But do you have any stories, like, like what kinds of success stories you could tell about people who've been through some of your Stand Together programs? Well, you know, one of my favorite stories to tell is about a partner of ours called Defy Ventures. Defy has the novel approach that so many incarcerated individuals in this country are natural-born entrepreneurs that have used their skills and gifts and talents for illicit versus productive purposes. And so Defy goes into prisons and works with recently incarcerated individuals as well to help them to transform their hustle and to use those gifts and talents for, for productive legal purposes. Did you say transform their hustle? Yeah, that's funny. Their hustle. Okay. Yeah. And, well, they make phenomenal entrepreneurs. You know, I went into a prison in uh, Northern California called Pelican Bay. Pelican Bay 
is one of is, it's the only supermax prison in California. And I worked with individuals. I judged business plan competitions where uh, it was the capstone project of a six-month program where individuals were getting an MBA certificate from Baylor University. And these individuals were pitching uh, business plans uh, to business leaders from across the country who were volunteering in the prison that day. And to see the, the, the hustle transformed was nothing short of amazing. I, I could tell you throughout that day there was not a dry eye in the room seeing, participating in the transformation of individuals who have committed uh, even violent crimes uh, and their ability to, 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 to demonstrate that transformation is possible in their lives. And that might be the most, uh, sig- the most uh, significant. You know, you picture someone who's committed a violent crime transforming their hustle. But every day with groups like the Phoenix, which is a peer-to-peer physical fitness addiction recovery program, I've met individuals uh, who have overcome their problem to then lead meaningful lives to get good jobs, uh, to provide for their families, um, to, to realize the American dream for themselves and their families. And, and so we've worked with 45 organizations across the country. Ten of those groups have big scaling plans, whether it's in a new city or across the country um, or just to grow in the community that they're in that we're supporting. Um, and, and with each and every one of them, I could share stories of, of transformation in people's lives uh, that just knock me down and just uh, bring tears to my eyes because to see, as you put it before the break, the moral dignity of the individual, that each and every person has unlimited potential, and if we can help them to tap into that potential and contribute, not only do they improve their own life, but they make this country even stronger. I did, I'm so honestly, I'm so impressed. So first of all, can our listeners who are hearing about this, are they? is this the kind of thing where just the average person can donate? Absolutely. Um, they can go to stand-together.org and, and donate to our organization. They can donate directly to any one of our Catalyst partners. We call them Catalysts because each of these organizations are a catalyst for social change, and they're a catalyst for transformation in individual people's lives. And so we call them Catalyst organizations, uh, and we run a Catalyst program to help support them. And uh, we would love for your listeners to support these groups directly to support Stand Together as we uh, offer consulting services, business support, and we help to tell the story of these amazing organizations um, and their impactful work uh, in the lives of so many people. Yeah, I want to touch on one other thing. I, I love, and if, uh, the other thing I thought was so um, is unique and valuable about what you're doing is not just that you find groups that are on the ground and doing something specific to help people who are immersed in poverty. You identify reasons that they end up staying in poverty, um, but you also try to address those and, and try to find remedies for those. One thing you mentioned uh, has to do with educational failure, and I do think it's interesting because educational failure um, is obviously huge. If, if you don't even have a high school degree, it's very hard to convince someone to hire you for a job that you could be self-sufficient that you could live on so but educational failure has complex elements to it because what do you do with kids who are failing in the education system and they don't really have the parental support at home i know my parents just cracked the whip and you know darn straight you're going to do your homework and all of it and on time i mean there weren't really two choices in our household or for our own kids as they were growing up that was just the way it was but what about kids who are edu- have educational failure problems and their parents didn't even, they're, they're not part of it. I and mean, what can you do about that? Yeah, it's a great question. So 
we need we have sort of systemic problems in K through 12 education across the country, and particularly in low income communities, inner city communities, um, where the schools are just failing our kids. Uh, and so we need to find solutions. Of course, that 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 means we need to reform some of our K through 12 education and, and seek policy solutions. But often that's a long term fight, and there are so many kids that today aren't getting the education they need and the opportunity that they need. And as you say, a strong family structure, strong parents, strong community uh, is the answer to that problem. And so we can do a couple of things. We can equip their parents, and we can find ways where if the, especially in communities that we work in, sometimes a, a parent is incarcerated or uh, finding themselves uh, in, in not in a position to help that kid uh, to further their education, we've got to find supplemental opportunities. So that's another chance to come back to what we're doing in Dallas with Deion Sanders and the Prime 5 campaign. One of the very first groups we started working with in Dallas is this group, Urban Specialists, and they often play that role in a kid's life. They become these former gang leaders or incarcerated individuals, folks that have grown up in those communities. They can speak into those children's lives in ways that if I went down there and tried to mentor a kid, I just can't do it. You know, the, one of the leaders in that organization started the Bloods in Dallas. That's the gang. The gang that is in Crips and Bloods. Yeah. He, start, he started the Bloods in Dallas. It's now the largest gang in Dallas, and Anton, his name's Anton Lucky. Anton went to prison, uh, and while he was in prison, a mentor, an older gentleman in prison, grabbed him and said, I see these guys looking up to you. You're a leader. If you can lead these guys to do wrong, you can lead them to do right. Wow. And Anton, when he got out of prison, dedicated his life to doing that. He teamed up with my friend Bishop Omar Jawar, and together they started Urban Specialists. And I've watched them mentor kids uh, young all the way up through high school, and then when they're on the streets later, um, kids that are getting caught up in the wrong things or are on that, that precipice where they could go either way, and uh, their, their family structure may have broken down, the, ed- the school might be failing them, but when a guy like Anton grabs that kid, he can speak truth into his life and get him on the straight and narrow in ways that nobody else could. And I've seen success story after success story of kids that can overcome the worst odds uh, and all of those things become part of their story of what they can overcome and accomplish. Um, and so, it, you know, I, uh, there's so much that we can do. There's so many great programs that we're supporting that help step into kids' lives when schools have failed them. Um, but that's what we've got to do. Unless and until we magically fix education in this country, we've got to support those who are actually making a difference in kids' lives and help them to reach more kids. I, I'm just so impressed. I'm really, really, um, first of all, I, as I say, I keep going back to, but it does really uh, counter the effort. And I know that you're not a political group, but this is a political show, so I'll just say it. On the American left, there's an endless effort to paint America as full of people who, once they're wealthy, they don't care about others, they don't help people, we're all d- divided by race and economic level. And the truth is, America's full of good people, like the people who founded this, the Koch brothers and Deion Sanders being involved, and people who work in these programs, and people who think up these programs, and people who, I mean, America's full of people who actually love their, you know, love their neighbor themselves, they want to make life better. That's, to me, that's really what America is. So... Back to this one last thing. So people listening to the show, just to learn more about the um, your organization, it is stand-together.org, right? That is correct, yes. Okay, and what if you were a charity? What if someone listening says, well, I have a charity that could qualify. Can they go there and make communicate communicate with you somehow to see if their organization might qualify? Absolutely. There's an application on our website to apply to be part of our Catalyst program, to be one of these organizations that we're working with. 
to add our business acumen and services to help these groups uh, to grow. And then when we see opportunities, make larger investments to help them to scale and grow their efforts to reach more people. Um, we would love recommendations. We want those creme de la creme, the amazing uh, transformative organizations. They don't have to have the fancy um, uh, materials. They don't have to be the organizations that are good at applying for grants, but they've got to be organizations that are, that are legitimately and demonstratively uh, transforming people's lives and helping them to fully realize their potential. If your listeners have those groups that they're working with in their communities, we've got to hear about them. I just love this. Evan Feinberg, thank you for taking time to call in tonight to America Can We Talk and for what this organization is doing. I'm going to just uh, happily tout it on this show. And um, thank you just for all you're doing for people in America. Thank you, sir. Uh, Thank you for having me. Appreciate you. Okay, folks, you know what? Again, I want to go back to this uh, notion that there is an effort in this country to just divide America and convince America that your fellow Americans, uh, rich people don't care about poor people, everyone's divided into camps of race or ethnicity or, or, or religion or whatever it is, and we don't care about each other. And that is one of the biggest lies about this country. And people, there are people in politics who benefit from that lie. People in politics who benefit from having Americans continue to be angry with their neighbor, continue to be jealous, resentful, suspicious of their neighbor, because they think that, and, and therefore they think the only way to solve the problem of this terribly divided country is to give more power to government. And I'm telling you what this group is doing, Stand Together and Deion Sanders, Prime 5, it's called, I think, in Dallas. That may not be the right name. Stand Together is the right name. Um, They are just showing you what the real spirit of America is. This is what America is all about. I cannot urge you strongly enough to look into this group and support it if you can, And um, because this is what America is, and this is how we fight back against that impression. So... I tell you what, we're going to go off to break in just a moment. This mean guy starts playing music while I'm trying to talk. And so obviously we're near the top of the hour break. We come back after the top of the hour break. We're going to have in studio with me someone named J.J. Koch, who is a friend, a lawyer, a candidate, and got lots of great things to share with you about the direction Dallas and Texas are headed. Come right back. <laughs> 